0: Welcome, Welcome to How Baddies. Thank you all. This is Jean. This is Nicole.
1: And this is Daniel. And this is a Philippine X podcast to disappoint your parents.
2: Honk, 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 honk. All right. Um, I'd like to start with a land acknowledgement. Um, although this is a virtual event and we convene as diasporic people, here, specifically in Las Vegas, we occupy the stolen land of the Nuvi or Southern Paiute people.
1: Um, and for me, I'm currently in Northwest Arkansas, because, you know, I'm a travel queen. Um, the original stewards of this land are the Osage, Caddo, and the Quapaw people.
0: And So although
2: this acknowledgement is the absolute bare minimum in the fight to return land to its original stewards, when we say land back, we mean here in the Philippines and in Palestine.
1: Um, I would now like to talk about uh, this roundtable format. So it's basically um, just like the same as a podcast recording, but it's live. Um, and quick zoom etiquette to please leave your mics muted until the end. Um, with that being said, um, we'll leave five to 10 minutes at the end for question and answers. Um, please submit your questions and comments, concerns in the chat box. And I think Jean just put um, this information in the chat box as well. Um, We're going to take a group picture um, at the very end. If you'd like to be part of that and are comfortable with having um, your picture um, included in our group picture, uh, have your cameras on at the end. This will happen after Q&A.
0: Awesome. So I'm Jean. So welcome, everyone. Uh, to the ways in which, and that's W-I-T-C-H. This is our episode, our 55th episode, which is kind of unreal for me, Um, aka Bulasan Baddies, aka Bruja Baddies, and the transnational magic of digital Quintuhan, Quintuhan meaning chit-chat in Tagalog. Um, We really want to give a shout-out to Professor Kuya, aka Dr. Constanza Ronaldo at UNLV, for helping us finesse our submission because that magic touch is probably how we're here right now. Um, also, thank you for introducing Daniel and Nicole to Dr. Rodriguez and Glenn at Planet Hollywood. And I wasn't there, so can't be in that mix. But um, missed out. On I did make three drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, thanks to the Bullisland Center for including us into this conference space. All right, um, so
2: I'll do some brief introductions. Just kidding, it's not gonna be brief because I'm a McNair scholar and I know how to make things long-winded. Anyway, so we don't have an intro um, or we don't have a bio on the program. So uh, let me introduce (laughs) Jean uh, Munso. She's in fact a Bunso and banned from her birthplace of Guam. She's a typical Virgo, a trained historian and doing the most as program director for UNLV's Women's Research Institute of Nevada. Instructor in the Fine Arts Department, also at UNLV, Um, owner of Plot Twist Publishing, co-organizer of Cozy Las Vegas Zine Festival, which I'm also a co-organizer, and dog mom to baby basset hound Stitch, and official beard trimmer to Las (laughs) Vegas' best Magic the Gathering card player, Koi Munson. Uh, Dear Daniel is a pocket-sized cancer and book nerd raised in the Alaskan tropics. He, too, does the most as Bulosan's intern. A buloturn? English teacher Be Rien in the making and DEI advisor to a local charter school. DE, When he's not Pokemon going, you can find Daniel spoiling his youthful skin, his naughty feline daughter, Tandang Sora, and his southern gentleman Kala with Tanola. My name is Nicole Espinoza. I'm a Roll tight in Pisces crybaby manser, a Las Vegas face with a Vallejo booty, in need of a better paying job. Um, I hold a bachelor's degree from telling you or in telling you what's racist, sexist and homophobic from UNLV. Um, when I'm not dressing mannequins, I'm probably reading fan fiction or terraforming on Animal Crossings. Uh, so I ran into Gene a lot Um, as she snuck into Asian-American studies courses. And I got Jean to cry um, in an oral history project. So of course we became friends. (laughs) Um, And Dr. Arnaldo introduced me to Daniel through email and we met up at a cafe that has bland and overpriced uh, (laughs) pastries um, to talk about research. And so while Jean and I and our friend Gina were co-organizing Cozy, I bullied Daniel into volunteering at the festival and then the day of I bullied Jean into meeting Daniel finally in person. And so here we are. um, Jean had both of us on for baddies and then asked if we'd co-host, like we were going to say no. So that's the story.
0: Thank you. We're done. We're done. Tall tale (laughs) y'all. So I'm going to talk about check-in and like, You know how important it is. You know each episode has a theme and topic, but we start with a check-in because that's how conversation really happens in real life. Um, I'll kick it off. So I spent my last week um, um, installing real scheduled self-care. You know, like and trying to put magic into my life. So I went to a psychic last Saturday. I got some Reiki on Tuesday, and today showing up, I feel very centered and whole. So how's the rest of the team doing, Nicole?
2: Um, So I thought I had rhubarbs in in our garden. First of all, like, we're going to do another episode on your Reiki session, because I think that's so exciting. Um, And so I thought we had rhubarbs, but it's actually Swiss chard. Um, And I thought that we had tiny um, eggplants, but it was just blooms. And so like, when I was telling Heather, uh, my partner, like, oh, look, we've got we've got to longs. And then she said, actually, we have to shorts. <laughs> so that was like her first Filipino pun. Shout out to drops.
1: Shout out. Wait, so Nicole, now that now that you have Swiss chard, can I have some? Because you know how last episode you said, oh, we can't eat rhubarb after like... Well, because like... The,
2: yeah, I, I didn't know that rhubarb leaves were like fucking poison. But and, um, yeah, and my mom was like, oh, you know, we just... I just boil these in Nilaga and I'm like no you're killing yourself! (laughs) Um, So so it's actually just swiss chard but yeah I have a ton of it and so if you're local hit me up um, because I have a ton of swiss chard and I don't really know what to do with it.
1: I would like some swiss chard and I'll barter with some salmon from Alaska.
2: Nice nice.
1: All right um, for my check-in so teacher life uh, it's the end of the school year for me just tumbling through Um, my students and I just finished an anti-racism unit Um, centered on like Asian Americans, Um, we read some concealed resistance and transformative stories about Asian Americans. Um, And also like just context, my school student body are like predominantly Latinx. So I taught kids how to be reflexive and empathetic and action oriented. Their final project is an oral history project related to discrimination and racism. And then they're like using the information that they gather to be advocates for marginalized communities, because we got to get these kids to grow up right. Doing the most, Daniel. Doing the most. Um, And um, so for our next section, we're going to go gaily forward (laughs) to our next topic by going gaily back in time. So Jean, take us back to springtime of 2019 and tell us the story of Bruja Baddies. How did it become a thing?
0: All right. So as a new faculty member, I was like super looking for friends on campus. So I hung around the Asian and Asian American Studies Department, which led me to join Dr. Mark Padungpat's research team for a Neon Pacific project. And then I befriended like the students there. And in particular, I got close with uh, Rosalina Trinidad, who is the co-founder of BB. Um, Rose and I bonded over conversations about shame, um, punishment, and being called brujas by our families. And I kept telling Rose that many Philem students on campus found their way into my office with these same difficult conversations. And it was like outside of my job description. I don't do that. I'm not a counselor. Um, so we joked that we would start a podcast and then actually did on a very low budget. So I really wanted this podcast to become a platform for conversations about things that are often, often considered taboo or shameful among particularly Filipinas. So, um, we're Bruja baddies. We control the narrative by being, but, um, badass and ugly at the same simultaneous time. Um, and so all in all, as this project was kicking off, how did it impact our city? And local guests were our, also our local friends. So we have amazing Filipinx folks um, doing misfit things in Las Vegas from our colleagues in the UNLV Asian and Asian American Studies Department, um, to Vera Blossom at the Believer Magazine, to Tiffany from Vegan Waffle Cafe, um, Tiabi um, and their su- sustainability practice in their, um, store. Um, and then to eventually absorbing our two current co-hosts, which you see here, um, their former listeners, Nicole and Daniel. And so these are things we always wanted to tell our parents, but they either assigned us that we were too ma'arte or that we just get upset all the time. So the podcast became a space to own those stories. And then it was also becoming a starting place of healing too.
2: Oh, um I, so I can't remember if, uh, while we were doing research for Neon Pacific, like, um, were you in charge of finding out like, what the costs were to start a podcast? Because I think now that we're in the midst of a Pande ube that like, more folks are getting into podcasting and that they're finding out that it is relatively like, attainable.
0: So that wasn't my job. I was supposed to be looking up merch. Um, so yeah, I used the Googles to find the freeway uh, here. Um, and yeah, the thing is completely low budget, right? We, we were in my office, which used to be a break room, right? I, I don't hold a high position on campus. Um, we used my old iPhone, this thing, success, um, literally, well, that's kind of a pun because it has been a su- success, and a water bottle, right? So we would prop this water bottle, and we put the phone right here, and then we would just talk into the mic like that. Um, And so we literally had no money, no sponsors and no space, but we held space for each other. And so that made, we made the time and then the magic happened.
1: Uh, And sometimes we also have to like remind ourselves to like turn off all alarms and like sounds and stuff because then like (laughs) technical difficulties. Um, Going back to um, making the magic happen. Let's talk about magic. Um, So Jean, you will run the Instagram account and the the Gmail. So you get to see like the responses of the audiences. They appear, of course, like on your devices. Um, So then like the pilot episode happened and then what, like, who were your first audience and their demographics?
0: Yeah, so our first listeners, you know, Rose is still a huge part of the show, um, still helps fund the show. And a lot of our initial listeners were Rose's friends. And then like a very... Um, weird MLM with absolutely no profits, right? Um, we just continued to grow from friends to friends to friends, right? The guests that we would also invite would have their friends listen and then they had their friends. And so this ripple effect that happened and yeah, then it expanded beyond the state of Nevada into um, California and East Coast and in, you know, into the Canadian border. So um, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Again, still no profits. <laughs> um
2: can you yeah we gotta like do something about that (laughs) like we really need to get like a patreon going or something Hmm, next time uh so can you okay so first it was just like you know you telling your friends us telling our friends and then their friends um and at the time can you tell us like what like filipino podcasts were like then like
0: Yes, yes. So um, at the time, this of Filipino American Life was the podcast kind of hub of like, for our community, right, our Filipinax community. Um, so at the time, like, there were other Panay podcasts, but they were mostly solo acts. Um, and they respectively, the ones during 2018 and 2019 were Filipino on the Rise, Found Her by Entrepreneurship in Long Distance. And so when Bruja Baddies came out, we were a comedic queer and intersectional duo um, Panay podcast at the time and people really liked the back and forth because when they came into it they felt like they were um, talking amongst friends and so um, it it began to escalate where this Filipino American life also um, recognized us so at the time before we really exploded and Um, had T-Fall recognize us. We did a series on beauty norms. It's a three-part episode in the first season. And Rose and I candidly conversed about weight and skin. Um, This was happening simultaneously along with T-Fall, who was doing an episode on colorism as well. Ours honed in on a femme perspective, and our listeners significantly grew from the outrage that came with the solidarity of those those issues that scarred women growing up as Panai's. And so T Fall wanted to meet us after that uh, beauty series. Um, and yeah, it was it was kind of full circle too, because I remember recognizing them years back um, on a flyer at Zia Records. And so for them to come onto the show um, and having that kind of connection was like, wow, like. You know, there isn't a difference in trying to bring out a podcast and for anyone else attending our roundtable as well. It's the same thing. Like you can have your own trajectory from the transparency that we put on this roundtable right now.
2: Um, I also want to add that like before Daniel and I joined on, um, Spotify highlighted Bruja Baddies as like one of the up and coming um, like Asian American women voices in podcasting. So let's put that out there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was, like, pretty huge. I remember uh, I was so glad that you were able to get some merch from them because I definitely took some. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so nine months after the pilot episode, Daniel and I made our debut as co-hosts. This podcast basically birthed us, which is kind of funny because considering that BrewHop Baddies was was very – Femme focused. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, so at first it was like for the ladies and now you got a lady and a gay
0: So, so Bucket, why? Yeah. So our, like our demographic um, was shifting in a way that um, this, this was beyond being femme focused. Like there were um, also people who were just treated Um, very secondarily in their families over being a feminization or based off queerness or, you know, gender politics. So um, we had to unpack in second season what it meant to be femme-focused. So um, we added co-hosts to honor Rose's need to allocate her time elsewhere. She was just starting her career in teaching. So then we brought in Nicole. And so why Nicole? And at the time I didn't want to admit how much help I needed uh, because Bruja Baddies was really getting popular, except my partner Rose was also starting a career. So I was like, how do I manage this? And Nicole hung out in my office on campus a lot and very much offered help. And being a Virgo, it's very hard for me to accept help, but eventually it was really one of the best decisions I've ever made, um, having Nicole be part of this team. And then also why Daniel, you know, we learned so much from Daniel during particularly his first season masculinity episode. And so when he ends that episode, um. Spoilers. He says, I'm still learning what it means to be a man and what it means to be Filipino. And this is somebody I thought who had a very great grip on his life. And I was very drawn to that exploration. And that's why I invited Daniel to the show. You say a great grip on his life. Are you saying
2: that Daniel now does not have a grip on his life? Is that what's <laughs> happening? Are we breaking up at the Bluasan contracts?
1: Here's the truth though. I still don't have a grip of life.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> a, <that's> a farce. <laughs> He can, uh, Daniel gets away with it because he's a ling- linguist. He's
1: he's a lit <laughs> yes. major,
2: so he can make his coming apart sound real fancy. <laughs> Jk, Jk. Okay. Um. So, like, uh, I'm thinking about like when we were first meeting together in your little office with your phone atop <laughs> your uh your water bottle, and now here we are. Um, did we have any discussion about, like, oh, no, we can't see each other in real life. Like, we already have to get super close to this one phone. We can't do that now. We're shut down. Right.
0: Yeah. Like, I was a real letta. You out. You've been telling me about Zoom all throughout first season, even when you weren't on the show. But I'm, like, such a I'm, – I'm not very good at technology, and the pandemic forced that a little bit. And you were the one who was just like, Gene, give Zoom a chance. So. Also,
2: I'd like to – like point out that you have a very fancy microphone right now oh yes yes (laughs) so um there's a real a glow glow up (laughs) um yeah so um i learned that i and i everyone knows this now but you know in the beginning of pandemic like um we were really like what are we gonna do and so i did remember from the time that i was doing stuff with the gaysian project was that's how we would do podcasts because um maya was in san diego i'm out here Um, And how she would record podcasts, like, with folks everywhere. I was like, oh, yeah, just strip the audio. I was, like, I was being real fake and sounding like I knew what I was talking. I was like, yeah, you just strip the audio and then, like, you just, you know, upload it. Like, we got this. Pandemic schmemic. We'll be back to normal in, like, a month. It's, like, (laughs) bullshit, right? Um, But I, yeah, so, like, it's cool.
1: I also remember, like for a good like three episodes, or maybe four or five—I don't know—I lost count. But we were trying to campaign, um, getting funding for jeans headphones. I
0: know, and and Nicole <laughs> did get me headphones, and then I lost the cord. Y'all, I just don't have the greatest luck <laughs> with technology, so it is a miracle we are even on this Zoom call.
1: Um, speaking of Zoom, though, uh, so again like everyone was doing zoom or like doing virtual meetings but for us like it presented like an opportunity to collaborate with like folks outside of las vegas so in a sense like the virtual setting opened our listenership and our partnerships um, from local to national to global um jean can you talk a little bit more about that
0: um you know i'll talk about we had a connection from uk there was a college student um who made us part of their senior thesis project. Um, at the time, we, there's Gontala Press, who wanted us to be part of their video campaign against violence against women. When they asked me, I had COVID at the time, so I'm sorry, Gontala Press, I didn't make it through. Um, and then we have Keith from Canada, who is a well-known illustrator and um, zine-ster. Um, Nicole, you have some more uh, people um, that we've connected well,
2: just, with? Just one more.
0: <laughs> um, so
2: I think, so before shutdown, um, Cozy, our side project, got accepted to the Las Vegas or Los Angeles Zine Festival, which we were like, what? Okay, cool. And, um, we heard that Kay was going to be over there. So I thought, all right, so let's, we'll just go down to LA and we'll meet up with Kay and we'll like sneak in a little, um, episode while we're like, we'll record something while we're tabling. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, think, I mean, not think, but, (laughs) um, circumstances being that they are, um. We we're, were still able to um, invite Kay on through Zoom and to talk about Zines to talk about um, sexual assault and all that like this is like inadvertently um, community building. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping around. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is can you Jean, can you talk about uh, what it was like? Um, to see these uh, pop up on your phone?
0: Yeah, so again, we are going beyond um, Nevada, even though it is very important that it, that is part of our identity, that um, this particular podcast is coming out of it. And so we, after we had all these guests, we wanted to hone in the importance of listenership, right? So we first brought in person at the time before the pandemic was Mar Carr um, and her journey, And then we started to really, really hone in on um, listeners who were also in and out of state. So we had Gabe, we had um, Camille, who is also on today's call. Um, We had Rhea and Diana. And so, um, you know, that's representing the Bay Area. That's representing the Pacific Northwest. And um, it, it... it takes a different meaning because sometimes when we think of podcasts, we think we have to get the next best guess and the next best guess, and really the, what the best part of a podcast is the listeners who show up hold space for us, and in turn, as hosts, do the same thing. Um, so yes, we are very honored that they have shared their time and their love with us.
2: Oh <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, y'all. Uh, so. Okay, so we a podcast as a platform to share like misfit stories. Um, what would you say is like or was there ever a point
0: where you thought that healing would come into this? Um, I mean. At first, it was just to air out for catharsis. But I think that um, as, it, as feedback came in through the DMs and even among our conversation, it started to piece together a puzzle that we just never talked about because of the Walanghia um, culture of just put it past you, put it past you. And when people are like, I listened to my commute, I feel like I'm also having this conversation. Can I also say what's, what my experience is? And you know, I don't just, in the DMs, we don't just write, Thanks for sharing. Like, we actually like say, Hey, thanks for showing up. Thanks for sharing space. Thank you for that vulnerability. Like we are very like intentional when we answer back or even do our fan shout outs. So um, in turn, yeah. Like uh, I think it was the natural route of healing at that point. And he,
2: like you're saying we, but you have like, it's all on your phone. So, <laughs> so it is you Gene. own it.
1: Thank you. Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I mean, like I moved from Alaska to Las Vegas and I truly was just like, I did not know what was in Las Vegas. So for me, it was like finding community, not only in a sense of like finding other Filipinos, but also finding Filipinos in academia. And I think uh, Bruja Baddies definitely um, provided that space for me that like there is um like, that we have Kababayan in, like, every, like, space, and um, I'm just glad to have, I'm just glad to have found you all. Yeah,
0: and that's everyone in this room. Um,
2: I'm gonna piggyback and do an ollie off of that. Um, (laughs) So, you know, you talk about, like, um, having Kababayan in each and every space. I would say that, like, podcasting is a very accessible... Um, way to find Cabo Bayan virtually, because Las Vegas, it is very hard to, like, Mm -hmm. make friends out here, even, like, pre-pandemic, because folks work in different industries. Like, if you're in gaming, you're, like, you're working midnight shifts and stuff, Um, and so it's wild, and I'm gonna circle back to how Jean gets all of this on her phone, and so, um, like, Daniel and I don't see it, and so sometimes, you know, when we record together, um, I like it's just us talking and I oftentimes forget like how you know okay we're talking and then it's posted out into the internet and whatever but I forget that there's an impact to that um, and so like I'm very I'm grateful for this space and I like hope that more folks um, find a Virgo <laughs> Because I know that, like, I couldn't, like, I have a very difficult time, like, starting and continuing projects. So, like, when you got a Virgo, shit's gonna get done. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope that more people do um, do podcasts because, you know, going back to um, your conversation with Tifal, like, there are so many Filipinos in the world that like there is not just one singular voice on colorism or like size mm-hmm. or whatever like there's room for everyone um like fuck Absolutely. the table like wh- like table's bullshit like we're just all here together right mm-hmm. um, yeah. right
1: and i was thinking too that like um i mean like we're here living in america but like we have america for example for me, like, what do Filipinos in Alaska think about? What do Filipinos in like Guam think about? What do mm-hmm. Filipinos in the UK think about, or and like right. experience and feel like? There's so much nuance in our, um, in our experiences as Filipinos.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> You know, we want to make room for um, all of you. So we'll we'll hit up our recs, which was a, a segment that was not included initially in the first season. But um, our number one baddie fanny, Gabe, um, who uh, recommended, he, he said, I, I love hearing about topics, but I think what's really important is how the hosts are humanized. So um, this is for you, Gabe. <laughs> so um, I have three recs, as we usually do. Seek spiritual advisors. We got one on the call here. Um, be friends. Uh, goes by Chriselle Ken. Hopefully I did not butcher your name. Heart, sending hearts. Uh, number two, Einstein's donuts. Don't sleep on that double frosting, y'all. Wait a minute. It- wait a minute. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah Einstein yeah. has donuts now? Yes. They're it's trying. not just bagels? <gasps> no, they only have one donut and they put the frosting on top and then they also put the frosting in the middle. So don't sleep on that. Uh, <laughs> and then number three, dig for more intersexual Philippinex podcasts or make your own too. Um, I really, really want to leave with saying that. Daniel?
1: Sure. Um, For me, um, number one, Google free stuff to do in blank. Like if y'all are making moves in, um, you know, like your wanderlust mood and you're on a budget and also you want to like, you know, like like you want to like travel safely. um, And you better be fully vaccinated. Free stuff to do in (laughs) blank. Yes, yes. Um, that fills up the itinerary super quick, and also doesn't leave a hole in the bulsa. You know, because um, I am a cheapskate, like for sure. Um, number two, being a plant parent. Speaking of uh, cheapskate, um, I I bought like around this time last year. I bought a pothos plant. I think I'm. I hope I'm saying that correctly. But this plant is like very low maintenance. Um, I had one for a whole year now. Um, and she's thriving. Like she's growing into like, like Medusa, like Medusa arms. Um, it's going over like into my sink and I'm just like, Oh, I love this plant and it's not dead. So I'm like, I am a plant parent now. Um, and then lastly, um, doing, um, like affirmations, like in your mind towards people that, you know, like are in your circle. Um, like, it's, I know there's a lot, it's, it's difficult to say something nice about yourself. So start off, start it off with like, say, saying something nice about others. And maybe that will transfer over to like saying nice things about yourself. Um, what about you, Nicole? What are your three wrecks?
2: You know, um, before I get into that, I would like to challenge you on your use of the word cheapskate and think about oh, yes. being
1: resourceful. I am oh. resourceful. Yes. Thank you.
2: Way to turn it around. Um... Did y'all see that Netflix is carrying a Tresse, the yes. graphic novel? Okay, so I didn't read the graphic novel, um, but good friend Jenna uh showed me this um this trailer and it's badass. I know Jean, you said you read it.
0: Yeah, so real quick note about Tresse, it's is- before that trailer came out it is very hard to get those published comic books here so america's gonna get a shake up on um filipina uh, her- heroism it is fucking nuts and just like oh. comics
2: in general mm-hmm. are like the it's like i don't is it has it does it have something to do with like american censorship do you think
0: i think it's because or? it's it's almost as competitive in art to marvel. It is really good. Mm. Sounds like racism.
2: Um, so June 11th, save the date. Um, it's also in Tagalog, so you don't have to watch it in English. Um, I am so excited for that. Um, recommendation number two, uh, I don't know if y'all listen to Toro Imoa, um, Chaz Bundik, um, Also, other favorite Afro-Filipino. Um, he did a cover of Joe Baton's Ordinary Man, so check that out, um, it's so cool. And recommendation number three, um, there was a <laughs> so there was a tweet going around about like, oh, you know that y'all should moisturize as soon as you get out of the shower, right? Um, and then the people in the comments were like, no, uh, but you should definitely moisturize when you get out of the shower. I'm saying this mm-hmm. as like someone who in, the de- in the desert, like you don't have to worry about like, oh, am going to use up a whole bottle? Um, I would say that moisturizing is a, a good defense against what white supremacy does to your skin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we'll open up the Q&A. You can throw it into the chat, and we will totally answer. I can't believe
2: that we are, like, on, on time. time. <laughs> like, I'm late for everything, but I am so <laughs> surprised with us right now.
1: <laughs> I have um what is it called? I have uh uh what is this app? I have a stopwatch on and I literally stopped it at like 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, we're okay.
0: We're fine. Yes, yes. Um we did get one from Heather. It says, Heather from Las Vegas, who is your dream guest? I'll throw this to the other two co-hosts. Daniel,
1: I had a Well, okay, actually, um when I was when I was taking a shower, um, <laughs> I was actually thinking about, like, who would be, like, an amazing dream guest. Um, initially, I had said – and, I mean, we would still love for this person to come on our, um, our podcast. I said Jessica Hagedorn, the, um, the author of Dog Eaters. Um, that was truly, like, the first uh, Phil M novel that I've read. And I was just like, yes, queen. <laughs> um, But then I thought about it some more. I was like, like, let's think something like, let's think of someone like more contemporary. And I thought of um, Leslie Tenorio. Um, He has written um, this short story collection called Monstrous. Um, Shout out to Camille for letting me borrow that book because I truly loved it. And then he also recently um, published a book called The Son of Good Fortune. Um, So I guess just being just a book nerd, Leslie Tenorio.
2: Books boring. Okay, um, <laughs> rude. I I would want to get Rosemary from Ninety Day on here
1: because oh,
2: I yes. I would love yes. I would love to hear her story. Like I want to know about her exploring her queerness. Um, I would yeah. I just I would just love for her to like just to be in conversation with her because that was. I mean, that, we could do an episode on, like, 90 Day and all yeah. that.
0: Like, we, yeah, we should do one. Yeah. Okay, but, mine um, is
1: gonna get dollar. started soon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, before we answer, uh, we ask a question from Vera's sister. My my ideal guess is a bruja like, a real, like, um, who does healing and magic, um, whether it is in the Philippines or here in America. Let's really have that, the, them on the show. Um, so that's a shout out for any friends who you know friends of friends on this uh, fake L- MLM we're on. Um, so Vera's sister asks, any advice for any up and coming Philippine X storyteller slash video game developer? It's hard for me to get started and I'd love general advice slash direction. Direction where? <laughs> um, ooh, I don't know. Um, so I'll, I'll answer. I'll, I'll take a, a I think Ergo, that, you got it. Um, I know Facebook group is kind of an old thing now for um, people who don't use Facebook, but I think that even starting any kind of social media platform account um, will work. You know, we didn't think anyone would listen to Bruja baddies and uh, we, we didn't realize more people were called Bruja in their real um, lifetime. So just even using a word or catchphrase in an account on a platform will be helpful. It will build, um, um, community. I mean, I think Clubhouse is now a thing. I don't know if the, the young folks are using that, but yeah, that's where I would say to go on it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, yeah, I second that on Clubhouse. I don't use it a lot because it drains my battery, <laughs> but I I know that just from looking at what Clubhouse was in December to now and my friends who use Clubhouse, like the kind of networks that they've made, um, that's definitely a good, you'll find community there.
0: Okay. Any other questions? Wait, Jean, can you repeat oh. the question again? Sure, sure, sure. Any advice for any up and coming Philippinex storyteller slash video game developer? It's hard for me to get started. And I'd love general advice slash direction from Vera's sister.
1: Okay. I think I think for me, going into like the book nerd, um, book nerd route, like read up on some um like Philippinex stories, Philippinex stuff, and like find a gap. Like what stories are not being told? Because I think that's like something that we as Filipinos need to be like mindful about and like make sure that we're sharing.
0: Yeah, and let me also add to that point. I think writing a fan letter really makes a difference because people who do this type of work—it's a thankless job. So writing that, they'll probably you're more than likely going to be taken on as a mentee in that fashion.
2: So if you find one of Jean's um, comics, <laughs> and um, shoot her a DM. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, any other questions from the chat before we, uh, oh, there's more, sorry. Oh, here, um, from Camille, what is your podcast planning process like? Um, I always love how y'all easily flow and respond to each other in these episodes, especially with Zoom awkwardness. I have to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, for real, for real, we,
2: (laughs) for real, for real, what happens is like, yeah, I'll, I'll start a, um. I'll start an outline, and then we'll all slowly chip away at it um, until like ten minutes before we meet.
1: Truly, <laughs> and then
2: and then we record right after that.
0: Yes, and then after the episode, they, apo- they apologize to me for all the uh, edits I'll have to do. <laughs>
2: and yeah, sometimes- so for sure, Gene does all like the uh, the, editing, the uploading.
1: And then sometimes, too, like, Gene uh, would send out, um, like, Google Calendar invites, and it's just, like, for one hour. And I was like, nope, that's going to be three hours. I know. <laughs> three hours. Because we, um, we, you know, like, we, uh, what's, um, we la quacha with each other, and also we, chismisihan, um, you know? Jismi yeah. San.
2: So, like, so what, we record at a certain hour, but we'll meet, like, 30 minutes before that. Yeah. Basically. And then, um, then maybe 30 minutes after that. That we are done
0: recording. But we also save really our authentic reactions. Like when we're like, wait, 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 hold up. Save it for the episode. So we do, we don't super duper rehearse. um, You know, a lot of it is organic in that sense.
2: We actually like, yeah, we're friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. All right. So thank you all. Um, You're making my glasses fog up. So um, this is Jean.
1: This is Nicole. And this is... Daniel? (laughs) Did I do it out of order?
0: And this is a a Philippine X podcast that magically disappoints our parents, but magically brought us all together. Thank you again for being here. Gross.